<laughs> oh, that's right. Up we go. So, the Christ awakened in us runs this church, not the Christ awkward in us. <laughs> this quote I like today from Khalil Shabron. I love you when you bow in your mosque, kneel in your temple, pray in your church. For you and I are sons of one religion, and it is the Spirit. God is not absent in any of the places we choose to worship, except at home alone. <laughs> Come to the church. That's my point now. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't. Nobody laughs. It's not funny. <laughs> I taught people that. Uh, you don't have to tell people when to laugh. No, you don't. If nobody laughed, it wasn't funny. <laughs> Moving on. Christ is the perfect idea of God. Hence, Christ is the Son of God, not Jesus. <laughs> Can't hear the next thought for hearing the last one. <laughs> I'm right here, Joe. <laughs> I'm right here in person. <laughs> yeah. um, that'd be good. <laughs> Security. <laughs> no one is left outside of the Christ. <laughs> Maybe one is. <laughs> so, I, I thought about our church for a long time, about almost 20 years now. You know, next year's going to be 20 years since I came here. And, and I'm grateful for all of them. It's, it's a few days in there were rough, rough, but the years have been great. And I'm grateful for that. So, what I, I thought about looking into both the Christ and church metaphysically explained today. And that's the part I've got to read. Uh, the church, because I couldn't remember all this. So metaphysically, the true, true Christ church is not an outer sect or religious denomination. <clears throat> uh, first of all, it is an aggregation of spiritual ideas and individual consciousness. To establish the church or the ecclesia, I don't use that word a lot. I start using that. All it means is believers. Uh, a group of believers. Of God in man, a new state of consciousness must be formed. One must again, <clears throat> excuse me, one must gain an understanding of God as spirit and also must understand their own relation to spirit. This is revealed by the divine voice. It's also referred to an older religion, the Holy Ghost, which is an epitome of divine mind projected into human consciousness. The church of God begins its activity in person, as a mental perception, which must go through certain processes before it is established in the whole consciousness. Its work is, is subjective first. That is, if it is, it, <clears throat> sorry, I swallowed my own spit and I, uh, <coughs> I'm choking on it. That happens at this age a lot, I noticed. Not all old, but I have reached a point in my life. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> Well, otherwise I was just going to stand here and choke, and you might not know why. And I felt you should know why. It's working. Anybody identified? Anybody swallow their own spit and choke on it? Thank you. Thank you. See, I am not alone. Me too. 
Work is subjective first. That is, it is a silent interior planting of spiritual ideas which do not make themselves manifest at once, but work like leaven and in time transform the individual. Now, I don't know if all that made sense or it was just too many words to really take in. By all means, go back and watch the video because it's, it's a worthwhile thing to, to grasp. In its outer sense, the Church of Christ consists of all persons in whom the consciousness of truth has become firmly established. Whether or not they belong to a denominational church makes no difference. They comprise the great familyhood which Jesus Christ established in spirit. Too many have read the Bible in the letter instead of the spirit. In their different interpretations of the scriptures, together with their adherence to forms and creeds, are the cause of the varying sects or churches of today. The true church is not made of creeds and forms, nor is it contained in walls of wood and stone. The heart of people is its temple, and the spirit of truth is the one guide into all truth. When we learn to turn within to the spirit of truth, who is in each one for his or her light and inspiration, the differences between the churches of mankind will be eliminated and the one church will be recognized. Now, I, I, I'd like to believe that there is a point when all humanity is going to realize its oneness. David likes to say, if we were suddenly attacked from outer space, everybody would come together. Why? Because we have a common enemy. Uh, and, it's, and it's something we don't understand and wouldn't understand. Until then, we'll keep creating multi and various enemies until we make each other an enemy, until we don't. Until we don't. Imagine having no enemies to think about. None at all. And I know enemy can be a straw. I don't have any enemies. Is there anybody you don't like? Is there any sect you don't like? Is there any group of people you don't like? Anybody on Facebook you don't care for? They're all enemies because they're attacking our thoughts, or we're attacking our thought system with thoughts about these, these, these people, places, and things. And so we, we create enemies. All enemies are created, by the way. All enemies are created by our own mind. Every single one. How do I know? Because I'm the one that decides. The, the guy that offended me in the, in the diner the other day, he, he wasn't setting out to offend me. I don't believe he even realized I was there, no matter how loud he spoke uh, at the at standing right at the next booth. He, uh, he had no idea I was there. He wasn't out to get me. But I was gotten anyway. Because I, I I couldn't I just couldn't let myself ignore it. It was so loud. And then and then his final statement was just, Are you kidding me? This is how I'm gonna end my breakfast today. But the thing is, he's not my enemy, except in how I tell myself he is. My body is not my enemy, unless I tell myself. My past is not my enemy unless I tell myself it is, and you are not my enemy unless I tell myself you are. It's, you know, time is not my enemy unless I tell myself it is. The weather is not my enemy unless I tell... Because what is an enemy except something I think is against me? It's something I think I'm under somehow an attack of. And I add, so I don't feel attacked by that, really. I think you do. I, you know, meaning certain people with certain things. And it's like, 
you you complain about it, you criticize it, you make excuses for it, you do whatever. I, I think you, know, you just don't like the word attack. You don't like, some people don't like the word enemy. Can you use a nicer word? Uh, and I was like, mm. uh, what was it uh, in the third step prayer from, from AA? Uh, to relieve me of the bondage of self. And somebody said, could we rewrite that? <laughs> that sounds so negative. <laughs> I was like, it's not negative unless you're applying it. You know, the bondage of self, think about it. You know, oh my gosh, all my thoughts about I'm under attack is the bondage of self that I think everything's about me somehow. It, it's, it's, it's a burden. Anybody? Anybody burdened by your thinking, by your thoughts about people, places, and things? Maybe not all people, places, and things, but the things, people, places, and things that you're like, I wish this were different. Oh, this has got to be different. How they drive through my neighborhood, how they do this, how they do that. Oh, and, and I take it very personally. You know, car racing by. Uh, last, last, last night we were somewhere in a car and their muffler kicked or something kicked. And, and, you know, I'd like to say I immediately went into prayer, but what I said was, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's standard prayer, <laughs> Reverend Sean. <laughs> and so, with the awakened Christ running this church, it certainly doesn't mean these walls. It means us. The awakened Christ in us runs this church, and our church thrives at the level of the awakened Christ that we accept, that we invite into our consciousness. And I go in and out of it a hundred times a day of how awakened I am willing to consider myself, how awakened I'm willing to see. Now, it's, and I, again, because I, I will allow circumstances to dictate to me what I should be thinking. And I'm wrong. I'm just always wrong about that. I, I, I fell in love with the word Christ several years ago. I avoided it as a child. I didn't know what it meant. It was some Jesus' last name. You know, it was something. But it wasn't something that I could identify with, and certainly not as. Nobody taught me to do that, interestingly enough, in the Church of Christ that I went to. Uh, I didn't understand what they taught. I didn't understand what it was. And... Uh, so I avoided it. I avoided Jesus. I avoided the word Christ. God was enough. Okay, there's one source, one supply. As far as I was concerned, it was God. Go directly to the source. Do not use a mediary. And then in unity, people started talking about the Christ. And it was different. And it was about me. It was about my awakened state. It was about my willingness to see differently to experience differently. When I say differently, what I mean is in light. It was my willingness to experience myself in light, no matter what I had previously thought, said, or done. And it was my beginnings to being able to see you guys in, in, in light, no matter what I perceived you had thought, said, or done. And it was my way to see the ceiling and the floor in light. And when I say in light, what I mean is in truth. In that in aspect of everyone and everything that has no 
opposites. That was that became the of the utmost importance to me because that is what was going to set me free. So I began to affirm the Christ in me is awake now. That's how I started my meditations, and that's how I began to have healings by affirming the Christ in me is awake now. Kenneth just sang one of my favorite songs. What if I believed Christ in me? What would it be like if I actually believed it? And so I used to do that with a lot of the, uh, the spirituality. I, I was taught at Unity and I studied and I heard and I thought, what if I believed this stuff? How would my life, how do I think my life would be different if I, if I believed it? And do I think my life would be better if I believed it? And the answer was always yes, of course. What if I, oh my gosh, I could start to love people instead of being afraid of them. I could walk down the street and, 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 and see people that used to scare me and not be frightened. And I'm talking about strangers. I could go into work and not be afraid of making a mistake. I could go into work and not, being a, not be afraid of disappointing everybody there with this. I could possibly get into a relationship or a friendship. Well, they're both relationships, aren't they? Uh, a romantic relationship, hopefully is also a friendship. Uh, and not live every day in terror that I'm going to disappoint them and they will leave me. Or worse, they will throw me away. I, if I believed in the Christ in me, I wouldn't throw other people away either. I wouldn't be the one tossing people out as worthless. I wanted all of that. So what if I believed Christ in me? What if I believed love in me? What if I believed that there is light in me and it is available for me to flip the switch? and see. Oh, the relief. I felt, I could feel the bondage of who I thought I was just falling away as I did that. And, you know, and over the years, some days that bondage is strong. And other days it's like, Phoosh. come on in people, what do you have to say? I'm not afraid of you. You don't scare me today. And I can look in the mirror and say, you don't scare me today, Sean. To do that, a couple of things I uh, want to read from this book, The Holy Spirit's Interpretation of the New Testament. By the way, we're still waiting for a couple of copies of these to come in, but I did get two Bibles for those of you who want to race over there and get them. <laughs> uh, the George Lance Bible. I got two copies in this week. By all means, just tell Diane she'll ring you up over there. So, this comes from Luke chapter 9, verse 18, and it says, You are the Christ because the Christ of God is within you, and it is Christ that is your true self. This is the health within. Do you hear that? You want to experience health? Allow the Christ in you to be awakened now. This is the light that shines its healing rays throughout your mind, shining away all sickness in every form. Peace be with you, my friend, for you are the blessed one. Put your faith with me, focused upon your reality. If this, it is this reality we seek to remember. 
They seek to remember the reality of health. Imagine that. Mental, spiritual, physical health. Health in every aspect. Through the Christ awakened in me, I can experience spiritual health. I can experience mental health. I can experience physical health. I can experience relations health. I can experience financial health. I can experience health in all its mental many forms because I will remember health. So it's not a matter that the health is absent sometimes. It's that I've forgotten it in favor of resentments, in favor of confusion. Now, who would want to be in favor of confusion? Oh, my goodness. I've stayed so confused about a lot of things in life to avoid the healing, to avoid the communication, to avoid. So I know, but let me read it again because it's worthwhile. You are the Christ because the Christ of God is within you, and it is Christ that is your true self. Not Jesus. It is Christ that is your true self. And this is the health within. This is the light that shines its healing rays throughout your mind, shining away all sickness in every form. And so then back here in 1 John chapter 2, it says, My dear child, look within and see that you have not sinned. Look within and see that you have taken the sins of the world upon your breast and held them there. And then realize what Jesus did. He released the sins of the world as illusion. Accepted the face of Christ and returned himself to the awareness of God. We know that we have come to know Christ as we practice the teachings of Christ. The teachings of Christ are these. I am Christ. I am all that is perfect. And all that is perfect is in me. I am in the Father, or I am in the God, I am in the principle, whatever word you want. But I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. All that I am is, all, excuse me, all that I am not is illusion. And I am all that I am. It is true that this is not a new command. For this is what has always been true. The darkness is passing, and the true light has always been shining. Let the darkness pass, and do not allow sorrow to come over you. The darkness must pass in order for you to see the light, and you must see the light in order to embrace it. How shall you know if you stand within the light or stumble within the dark? There's one simple test, and this simple test shall never fail. Ask yourself honestly, how you feel about your brother or your sister. Ask yourself honestly how you feel about your brother or your sister. If there is one whom you do not love truly, you are lost within. You are lost within darkness. Rest yourself and let the darkness pass. For beyond the darkness of illusion, there is only the light of truth. Do not reach for the darkness, and it will pass. When the light streams through and reaches for you, embrace it. I am Christ. I am all that is perfect, and all that is perfect is in me. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. All that I am not is illusion, and I am all that I am. So, to look at, it's okay. 
So how do I think about the one on my left, the one on my right, and the one behind me, and the one in front of me, and the one driving down the street, too doggone fast. And, you know, and the, the grocery store person who looks at me like they hate me, or like they hate themselves. The waiter in the restaurants who loves me, and the other waiter who doesn't. How do I think about these beings? And that's how I feel about myself. That's what I think about. If I see darkness in you, I see the darkness in me. It's just that simple. If I see the light in you, I see the light in me. And it's not about being nice. It's not about, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I find that so many people... They can't bear to have something said about someone they love or that they like, that they are prejudiced towards. But go ahead with the ones they don't like. <clears throat> Say all you want about the ones they don't like. And it's like, I want, I want the health that this place promises. I want the health and well-being that this word <clears throat> promises. I want all of that. This is Unity Center of Norwalk. We used to be called Unity Center for Practical Spirituality. And in the very beginning, we were called Unity Fellowship Church. We've had all these names, and they've all been applicable to us. This afternoon, we're having a membership meeting. All are welcome to come. Only members may vote. But all are welcome to be here. All are welcomed. We are, I believe, an open and while you may not notice it by looking around necessarily, are we? I believe we are diverse and inclusive. I believe everyone is welcome through that door. Who, uh, we? There was one we banned, only one ever, because they became a danger to other people within the church on a consistent basis, and we had to say, "You can't do this anymore." It's, uh, you're making it, it's not that we, you're not worthy of the kingdom. You refuse to accept it, though. And so that one time, we did have to do that. Otherwise, we've never turned anyone away. And uh, probably this one, if they came and made amends and uh, could show a light that they were genuinely interested in our teachings, in true connection with the community, that one would be welcome back. That one was not interested in the teachings, however. And so we couldn't keep them here. The awakened Christ in us runs this church. Every decision the board board, board makes, and I'm also a board member, I always said the board and I, but really, officially, contractually, I'm a board member as well. Everything we seek to do, we seek to do by way of our mission statement. This helps to remember things. Remember that when we go home. You'll remember. Uh, the mission statement. To continuously discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. That's what runs this church, which is another way of the awakened Christ in us. Runs this church, runs this organization. But the church is the people. Remember the old thing. Church, here's the steam. We'll open the doors. Here's all the people. Uh, 
I learned it as a kid. I like it. It still applies. I shall read one last thing from our book here. And it comes from Ephesians chapter 2. And it said, the, the Christ shall be the symbol for the law. For through the Christ, the ones that seem many are one. Through this law, the ones that seem many are one. And in fact, they have always been one as they are bound through the law. It is true that the Christ is the chief cornerstone on which of the foundation and the building are built. This is why it is all one. Or this is why all is one. It is because it is through no other process that that which is built can be built. Call it an agreement, but it is not an agreement. It is the law of the nature of truth. But from your perspective, it seems like an agreement that is bound to the law of love. This is the agreement which is also the law. All that you are, you are through creation. All that you be, you be through creation also. In this way, though it is, though, excuse me, in this way, thought is alive and serves as your creative force through your brothers and your sisters who serve as you serve them. It's not a conscious agreement, so it can seem to bring unhappiness and conflict, but all that is at the surface is illusion. In truth, you ask of your brother and your sister through your mind, and your brother and sister answers you exactly as you have asked. The Christ in me is awakened now. The Christ in me is awakened now. Now, what if I believe that? What if I believe that through your day and the days to come? Affirm that for yourself. The Christ in me is awakened now. Do I believe it? Do I believe it? What if I did believe it? What would life look like if I believed? What, the Christ, what is the Christ but the light? The light in me is awakened now. What if I believed? Would my life be as wonderful as I imagined it? Would I be as free as I have imagined? Or is it even better than I have imagined? I'm glad to be a member of a community where we are even willing to contemplate a new way to look at the Christ, a true way to look at the Christ awakened in us and see what good we can do and what good we can realize we are. Thank you.